0: Welcome to This Week in Hearing. The ability to hear noise affects all listeners, those with normal hearing, and especially those with hearing loss. The folks at Audio Intelligence, a startup in the UK, has been grappling with solutions to this issue. With me today is Rick Radia. Rick, welcome, and let's begin by you sharing a little bit about yourself.
1: Thanks, Simon, for inviting me to be part of This Week in Hearing's webcast. I'm the Product and Partnerships Manager at Audio Intelligence, and I'm responsible for the product and commercial strategy, as well as business development. I've been working in innovation and business transformation within the healthcare industry for over 10 years, and I'm really delighted to be here today to talk to you about the cocktail party problems, speech and noise, and how we at Audio Intelligence are working to solve this. Yeah, we're really looking forward
0: to hearing some of the solutions and and, and, uh, opportunities that uh, you're going to share with us today. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about Audio Intelligence and the motivation behind your startup.
1: So Audio Intelligence is a audio startup based in Cambridge in the UK. Uh, We have strong ties to Cambridge University. The team here includes the original inventors of our patented algorithms, And we actually spun out from a company called Cedar Audio, a company which has over 30 years of experience in professional audio products for the film and recording industry. Audio intelligence was actually formed so that we can further develop and leverage our audio technologies for social good within both the consumer tech and the hearing market. Yeah, so your company is
0: trying to solve the, the speech and noise issue or the cocktail party effect. And so as we start having discussions about the solutions that you have, we think of the cocktail parties issue, not just as a hearing issue, but also as a cognitive issue. Can you talk a little bit about that, please?
1: Sure, so age-related hearing loss is gradual and the first signs of hearing loss can be really subtle and hard to detect. One of these signs is the inability to follow a conversation in a noisy place. This is often referred to as a cocktail party problem. This means that in the presence of background noise, people with hearing loss are unable to discern the, the speaker of interest from the mixture of sounds. So people who suffer from this cocktail party problem might think their hearing is fine because they can hear clearly at home. But when they're in a crowded bar or restaurant, they find themselves struggling to follow the conversation. Now this difficulty in following the conversation and understanding speech in noisy environments gives rise to quite a number of issues. So when speech intelligibility decreases, you need more effort to understand the speech. And this is increased cognitive load and causes fatigue. And in the long term, people begin to avoid those situations and this can lead to social isolation.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's, as we're starting to learn, the the whole issue of social isolation has has huge implications as it relates to the cognitive issue, which is another conversation. But I'm also understanding that you have data on the percentage of individuals that these problems affect, that this cocktail party affects. Can you share some of that research with us or that data with us?
1: Absolutely. So, We actually conducted research in five key global markets, the US, UK, Germany, China, and Japan. And we interviewed over 5,000 people. And the results even surprised us, to be honest. We actually found that 81% of 40 to 64-year-olds struggle to hear in busy and noisy environments. And this this is a high percentage of the population. And a huge number of those are looking for a solution. Now, not all of these people will need hearing aids. They may only suffer from mild hearing loss and need an alternative intervention at this stage. This could be the start of their hearing loss journey, essentially. But the research also showed that 69% of people with a hearing solution, whether that was a cochlear implant or a hearing aid or even a remote microphone, were looking for an alternative for social situations because those solutions out there currently fall short in those more complex scenes or acoustic scenes in terms of social situations and busy and noisy environments.
0: Yeah, and and, you know, the data shows, at least industry data shows that one of the uh, continued uh, satisfaction or dissatisfaction areas are people who are aided, who have issues still being able to hear uh, against background noise. And so now we come up to the issue of speech intelligibility, right? So we're trying to improve speech intelligibility. And you guys have done some work here in looking at this. Can you share that information with our viewers?
1: Sure. So speech intelligibility can be defined as how clearly a person speaks. So his or her speech is comprehensible to a listener. So it can be really difficult when we look at technology on the market to compare that and quantify how much they improve speech intelligibility. But one of the methods that we can use to measure speech intelligibility is the speech reception threshold. Mm -hmm. The speech reception threshold is defined essentially as a sound pressure level necessary for 50% correct sentence recognition. So it allows experimental results to be compared with one another. So it allows the end user and professionals to compare different technologies. And this measure can easily be expressed in terms of the speech to noise ratio. And it gives a good baseline for evaluations of different solutions and systems. So when it comes to poor speech to noise ratio um, and those environments, they significantly affect speech intelligibility. So poor speech to noise ratio environments significantly affect speech intelligibility. And some of the studies that we've seen have found that the SNR required 50% 50% correct sentence recognition in noise is about 1.6 dB for people who suffer for hearing loss. Now, to give you a picture of what that's like and the impact it can have, a meal at home will te- typically have an SNR of between 1.5 dB and 3.1 dB. So people with hearing loss without intervention and already at that 50% correct sentence recognition, these scenarios even at home, become really difficult experiences.
0: Yeah, so these individuals are struggling and sometimes they're wearing these devices. How do these devices, you know, your, your cochlear implants and your hearing assistive technologies and of course your traditional hearing aids, how are they overcoming these, these limitations in signal to noise ratio?
1: So most hearing aids and cochlear implants uh, or even assistive listening devices rely on directional microphones, beamforming, or even AI-based noise suppression. And these audio processing techniques do have benefits, but they also have some limitations in those complex environments. So if we were to take beamforming, for example, in principle is a spatial filter. So it uses the physics of wave propagation to focus on a particular direction or sound source. This means that a beamformer can extract a signal from a specific direction and reduce the interference of signals from other directions. Beamformers are have an advantage of being mathematically simple and relatively easy to implement in real-time systems, which is why we see them in hearing aids and other devices in the market. However, traditional beamformers need to know lots of information about the acoustic scene, such as the target source direction and the microphone geometry. And even more sophisticated systems will have to have very have to have calibrated microphones, sorry. So, From our research, one of the limitations of beamforming, which is probably quite well known, is that it cannot separate two sound sources in the same direction, because ultimately it's amplifying everything in the direction of interest. So if we were to then look at AI-based solutions, they actually analyze the signal in time frequency domain and try to identify which components are due to the signal and which components are due to noise. The advantage of this approach is that it can work with just a single microphone But the big problem with this technique is that it extracts the signal by dynamically gating the time frequency content. And this gating can lead to unpleasant artifacts in poor signal to noise ratio. And so as a result, voices can seem unnatural or distorted. And these are the observations that are seen from the end users. So AI solutions often use deep neural networks as well to separate speech from noise. And this high level approach consists of three distinct steps We have data collection, training and interference. And data collection involves generating a big data set of synthetic noisy speech by mixing clean speech with noise. And the system is trained by feeding this data into the deep neural networks. Then a mask which will leave the human voice but filter out noises produced. And that's why we are seeing the artifacts. But also, with the deep neural networks, we see an introduction of latency. So we get lip sync issues between the person speaking and uh, the lips itself and what the, what the end user is hearing. Yeah, so to
0: overcome these limitations, you guys have come up with a software solution. Can you share that solution with us, please?
1: ASO for hearing is a culmination of 26 person years of research, and it takes inspiration from the way our brain works mm-hmm. by using its algorithms to separate different sources of sound, as well as suppressing background noise and babble. Now this technology is not AI, it's not beamforming, and it's not machine learning. The technology at the heart of ASO for hearing is actually blind source separation. And we've combined that with our low latency noise suppression. This technology delivers a significant improvement in speech-to-noise ratio, even in extremely noisy and busy environments. And it outperforms traditional interventions that rely on beamforming or AI. It actually improves the speech recognition threshold by 16 dB and provides up to 26 dBs of noise suppression. With this ASO for hearing solution, it it is a software solution that's ready to be integrated, and it can be integrated into multi-microphone arrays, whether that's a hearing accessory, a remote microphone, smartphones and tablets, and this gives them enhanced assisted listening capabilities and helps the end user in complex acoustic environments like busy restaurants and cafes.
0: Wow, so this sounds really, really promising, but I have to be honest with you, I don't know much about blind source separation. Can you expand on that a little bit for us, please?
1: Sure, Um, so as I said, ASO for Hearing combines blind source separation and low latency noise suppression, which together solves the speech and noise problem or the cocktail party problem. Blind source separation is a data-driven approach based on Bayesian statistics. Blind source separation analyzes the raw signal data provided by the microphones to locate the sound sources in a scene. So it first separates the sources it finds into channels. We then have different methodologies in order to select the channel that best corresponds to the source of interest so that the interference of the other channels is rejected and only the selected channel can be heard. Now, one of those methodologies that we use, that we can implement is based on conversational dynamics and signal content. We we often get asked how this differs um, from beamforming found in other hearing solutions, including remote microphones. Well, blind source separation does not need to know the acoustic scene, so it works in any environment without the need to calibrate. Additionally, blind source separation works with off-the-shelf microphones which don't require calibration or training. And we use all the audio data um, from the microphones rather than any prior knowledge from the geometry or the acoustic scene. So we don't need that huge data set that you see in AI. So, and we don't need to train. So alongside the blind source separation and to further enhance the performance of the technology, we've combined this with our low latency noise suppression. Now the low latency noise suppression reduces background noise, including babble, And this combined with the BSS, not only improves intelligibility, but helps with that listening fatigue we talked about earlier. So our noise suppression differs from other techniques in two ways. Firstly, traditional noise suppression techniques use single channel approach, so single channel audio, whereas our technique utilizes multi-channel audio to further enhance the noise suppression. So we're using all the data that we have from the microphone to provide that degree of noise suppression. And also the way in which we're working, as I said, we're not using AI and we're not using deep neural networks. And so this means that when we're doing the noise suppression we're not introducing any artifacts or distortion and the voices remain really natural. And this is actually something we've confirmed through testing the products with people from mild to severe hearing loss who reported you know, the natural sounding element of the voices that they heard.
0: So you have this, this, what I would consider a novel approach,
1: but here's the main question. What's the improved outcome? Does it work? Well, since the company was established, we've been creating these algorithms, um, but made sure they're integration ready. But we wanted to ensure that this was not just a theory and actually wanted to prove our technology worked in the real world. We've therefore integrated our ASO for hearing software into a remote microphone um, prototype, which I can show you here. Um, This is an eight microphone uh, device. And this prototype was developed to validate the technology in the real world. With this prototype, uh, we've managed to run user trials in busy and noisy cafes and restaurants with people with mild to severe hearing loss. And the outcome for us as a company uh, was incredible. All of the participants asked if they could keep the device uh, due to the significant benefit it had. They felt they can actually finally join the conversation and actually socialize in those environments again. And this we were really delighted to hear because it actually shows that we have something demonstrable to our future partners. ASA for hearing offers 30 dBs improvement in the speech-to-noise ratio and is uniquely valuable when there's overlapping speech signals, a problem that cannot be addressed effectively with noise suppression technology alone. So if you're in a social setting where there's multiple conversations happening around you, you can focus in on one conversation and you can reject the other conversation. So it makes those social situations a lot more easy to manage. Now, we recently benchmarked our technology to see how we can improve Speech intelligibility in different conditions. We actually tested it from minus 15 dB SNR to 15 dB SNR. And you can see this data from our white paper as well. And we use an objective measure called STOI, which has a high correlation to the speech recognition ratio and can be easily mapped. So to calculate STOI, we use unprocessed microphone data and processed micro- microphone data at different SNRs. So if we were to look at minus five dB SNR, similar to a noisy restaurant, a top of the range hearing aid would improve speech understanding to up to 50%. A top of the range assistive listening device, a remote microphone, would improve speech understanding to 80%. Whereas our ASO for hearing technology improves speech understanding up to 90%. And we've tested that to clarify in the real world with diffuse background noise.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I mean, those are huge gains uh, compared to the technology that's available today. So hats off to you guys for, uh, for essentially helping to solve this issue. But I'm also understanding that you guys are not only uh, promoting this with, with assistive technologies for those with hearing loss, it's also going into the consumer electronics market.
1: Am I correct? So we're actually in discussion with major players in the hearing market, including hearing aid companies and consumer tech brands. And we're looking to integrate our software into hearing solutions and consumer tech devices. And there's many applications, including remote microphones, potentially integrated into earbud charging cases, mobile phone accessories and even apps. And we hope to see this technology in the market soon because we see there's a benefit not only to those people with diagnosed hearing loss, but those people who want to start their hearing loss journey um, or who need to start their hearing loss journey and only struggle in those social situations um, to begin with. So, Rick, great concept. We're really looking forward
0: to see this hit the market at some point in time here in the near future. Uh, So best best wishes for for you all at Audio Intelligence uh, in moving in that direction. Now that you've shared this information with us, What are some future things that you
1: all are considering? At the moment, we have a software that is ready to be integrated. And so we're in discussions with major players in the hearing market, including hearing aid and consumer tech brands. And we're looking to integrate our software into their devices. But as a company, we are also continuously testing, researching, and refining our core algorithms to enhance their performance. So the next big step for us is to integrate this technology into different form factors, including the earbud charging case and mobile accessories. And we also wanna continue working with the end users and testing the product with them. And we have some user trials planned with them in the next few months to test new features and get their feedback to ensure we're always developing with them in mind. Well, that sounds fantastic. So Rick, last question. What are some final thoughts for our viewers? So at Audio Intelligence we are really passionate about improving the lives of people with hearing loss and that's why throughout the development we've engaged the hearing loss community. We've ensured our solution has been tested by real people in the real world. And the outcome is our integration ready software that's had a tremendous amount of positive feedback from the end user. The ACE for hearing technology improves intelligibility and helps the end user with situation hearing loss. And we believe this technology Ha- could have a big impact on the market, not just for those people who have hearing aids and that need additional intervention, but also for those people who are looking to start their hearing um, loss journey and manage their hearing health. And we really hope that we can get this into the market in the coming months with the right partner.
0: Well, Rick, we uh, we wish you
1: all the best.
0: Uh, we look forward to uh, hearing an update from you down the road. And I want to thank you so much for your
1: time today. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having us on the show.